Hi, I'm Larissa, and welcome to Imaginal Cells. Each episode, we interview transformational business leaders who are proving that businesses can be a force for good in the world. During the first few episodes, we'll be collaborating and chatting with inspirational business leaders about their purpose and values and how they've been impacted during this time of change and uncertainty brought about by the pandemic. We'll talk about the challenges they faced and how they've stayed motivated and what they've learned along the way. Today, we are speaking with Halifax-based co-founders Bradley Day and Matt Thompson of P4G, Placemaking for Good. They are the new generation of recruiting. They believe that cultural contribution and values alignment should be the center of every recruitment search. Today, we'll be talking about purpose and values. So let's get on with the conversation. Hi, I'm Larissa, and welcome to Imaginal Cells. Welcome, Matt and Bradley. Whoop, whoop. Thanks for having us, Larissa. Excited to be here. What I'd like you guys to tell me a little bit about is what does placemaking mean? Matt, what do you think? You want that or you want me to take that one? I thought that that was the steam engine coming through to, to just lay into placemaking right there for a second. Um, so, so happy to be chatting about this, Larissa. Thank you for having us. Uh, let me let me take a quick stab at it and then you take over once I start stumbling. The concept of placemaking is generally assigned to urban infrastructure projects to be being able to create a space, create a place that is representative of uh, those who inhabit it and those in that surrounding area to be able to be reflective of those voices, of those people, of those cultures. And our intention in starting Placemaking 4G was to bring all of those wonderful attributes to the realm of what's uh, improperly referred to as human resources when it comes to recruiting, to be able to allow for those voices to be heard and for those people to be represented um, within organizations. So that's what Placemaking means to me. Cool. Yeah, I mean, just to add to that, I guess, you know, one thing, I mean, obviously, I, I agree with uh, everything said thus far, but, you know, in, in the context that we put it in, in terms of recruiting, it's really about creating sticky places uh, that are co-designed with sort of your community. And so, when you put that into sort of an office setting, it's sort of, you know, what are the attributes? What is the culture? What are the sort of things about this space that are sticky, that are going to keep people around, that are going to attract people, that are going to create a welcoming sense of belonging within the workplace. And so that's what we strive sort of to create and help folks create within an office setting. I love that. Thank you. So what motivated you to uh, start P4G? Like, how did it all begin? I think we should start every answer with whoop whoop if we choose, <laughs> if we choose to take it. You take you take this on a start, and I'll I'll, I'll fill in the back end. Uh, well, it all started in 1987 when Bradley Day was born. No, I'm just kidding. Um, we yeah, so that's a great question, and I think really is a big differentiator between us and, and other sort of recruiting firms is our motivation to its foundation and to its core sort of skipping beyond the uh, history of, of how I came to thrive in Nova Scotia and, and that stuff, and more to the motivation, particularly with this business, I would say 
that we looked at Nova Scotia and Atlantic Canada and said, what are some of the largest issues facing our province and our region? And uh, attraction and retention of young professionals continued to stand out. There was a report done by a professor at Acadia, Ray Ivany, called the Ivany Report or Now or Never Report. And there, that was also another place that, you know, we, we got a lot of inspiration and motivation from, along with uh, Matt and I having a very long conversation with a lot of Tatabrew involved in a place called Tatamagush um, that also <laughs> allowed us to get to a mindset to, to think about how we could do something. I remember one of our original slogans or mottos, if you will, was, was just do something. You know, there had been a lot of reports and a lot of talk about how we're going to attract and retain young professionals, what, you know, what, what we can do, what we should study and what, what data we can collect. And, and it seemed like it was, okay, well, who's responsible for actually doing something around this and mobilizing and, and, and seeing progress. And, so from there, it was kind of, okay, well, what industry is responsible for attraction and retention? And recruiting was just kind of ripe for disruption. It, it seemed very commodified. It seemed that everything was going to this sort of digitization and, and sort of throw resumes at a wall and see what sticks and post and hope strategies. And the, the recruiting process, which sits under HR, was not human at all. And so... Kind of that was a huge motivator for us to kind of just step in and into a, an industry that seemed sort of stagnant at the time and see if we could shake things up. And so that was uh, a lot of our motivation. And so it, it was to improve the province and, and improve lives and livelihoods. And so the last piece I'd say to that is, you know, we registered as a community interest company which also shows our intent in a community interest company in a lot of the same ways operates as a, a for-profit entity. However, 60% of 60% of those profits have to go back into community. And so, you know, it just, it again, shows our commitment to community and to the betterment of Atlantic Canada as a province or as a region. Um, so that's, that's a lot of the motivation. And yeah, I don't know, Matt, if you have anything to add to that from your perspective. Mm, that's um, very well stated, sir. I had my eyes closed for that and was just going back through memory lane. And I and I conveniently skipped the hangover after the Tatabrew stuff. So I skipped <laughs> all the bad parts. But yeah, I, I guess the only other things to add to that are, you know, it, it came from the problem that we recognize the province was facing, the region was facing. And that was summarized in the I Ivany report. The quote that always lingers with me is uh, the quote that says, uh, Nova Scotia is at a crossroads and the only certainty is that the status quo is not an option. And that was a quote in the Ivany report from, uh, it was actually pulled from Nova Scotia Economic Futures Report 1991, which could have been decades previous and decades previous, which just kind of further emphasizes the point that there were lots of studies done and there's been a known problem for a long time. And we just decided that between myself and Bradley and the incomparable uh, Lauren Sears, who taught us all about what a community interest company is, as we continue to learn that, we just decided to go out and do something. And it was just all about being able to better the province, create whatever impact we could, while also being able to solve problems that employers were facing, which is they weren't going about recruiting the right way. We just humanized the process and go about attracting people like they're people. Not rocket science, just kind of doing what we can to make a difference, I guess. Amazing. Imagine humanizing a human process. <laughs> Interesting. Excellent. I love that. Status quo is not an option. 
So I just want to ask you guys a little bit about um, purpose. I know we've done quite a bit of work on purpose and we've had quite a few conversations on that. But as you guys know, I think business is purpose. Um, I think of it as their North Star. Tell me a little bit about uh, P4G's purpose. Whoop, whoop. It was a long, uh, a long process to identify. It's crazy to any process to identify a purpose is a funny one because it seems like a, um, when you're on it, it seems like the kind of thing that should have been right in front of your eyes, right from the get go, because it just feels so right and feels so dare I say purposeful. Also, not recognizing the context for our conversation today, I will say that the universe doth provide my purpose this week, my intention this week, my theme this week is purpose. It's living my purpose, my own personal purpose. So I so appreciate this question. So uh, what it boiled down to was our organizational purpose came after we as co-founders and co-CEO, as we, as we run the organization together, did that hard work on ourselves to identify our, our own purpose and values, recognized how that contributes to the beauty that is placemaking 4G and how placemaking 4G takes a little bit of, of each of us and a little bit of anybody that works with us and our clients and kind of mix that all together and figure out exactly what the end goal is. So after having worked on it for oh the better part of, of three years, I guess I would say, and strategically over the course of a year, we landed on our organizational purpose, which is to inspire a values-driven climate where contributors thrive and purpose ignites action. So there's that purpose theme again. And there's a lot of words that we use in there on a regular basis. And it's the one that uh, I'll, let, I'll let Bradley, I'll let you tell the story because I just, I just gave myself goosebumps. Oh, yeah. So one of the, the people that we were very uh, privileged and blessed to, to be able to work with throughout this journey uh, that is purpose was Suki, part of the um, Imaginal Ventures team there. And, and so a story she told to me and to a group of us as I was still establishing uh, my personal purpose was around this concept of goosebumps and those moments in your life, those stories that you hear, those pieces in time that connect you with whatever that feeling is, that undescribable sort of goosebumpy feeling. And it was, she had uh, listened to a story uh, by a gentleman um, who was a, a chief, an indigenous chief, and he was telling her a story and she said, wow, that was an incredible story. I, got, I just got goosebumps. And he said, you know what that means? Um, that means that that is the moment where your your purpose is igniting or, or aligning with your soul, and so when when she said that, and I, I had sort of a a purpose for myself sort of drafted, it was solidified in that moment because I thought about the moments in in my life or the things that I truly feel connected to, uh, those moments where I have goosebumps. And it was very much aligned with, with what I had written down as a draft purpose in that moment. And so that was kind of the moment that I knew about my personal purpose. And so, you know, that uh, it goes to show, and if Matt's getting goosebumps as he's telling that story and reading that purpose, it just shows how aligned we are with the organization that we've sort of fostered reciting reciting that purpose from memory let me just say it's taken it's taken some time but we got there. <laughs> it's definitely a mouthful I've, I've got it now too it's locked in but it's um 
you know, sometimes the lock is uh, pretty easy to pick. Sometimes that lock isn't quite locked in. So, so it um, sometimes have to use the, the crib notes. Cool. Well, I, now you need to share your personal purposes with us. Yeah, of course. So again, something that uh, I think we, we all work on for our entire lives, but to speak to the impact a bit, of having that said purpose and the work that went into it and how impactful that process and now being on the other end of it and having a purpose to sort of live by on a daily, weekly basis to reflect on as that North Star has been so impactful. The process of going through it just allowed me to see so clearly how I want to interact with people, how I want to how I want my legacy to live on. And I know we get caught up in legacy in terms of things that you have done. Well, that's not how I um, personally think of legacy. I, I think of legacy in every single conversation I have, every single decision I make, and how that impacts the person that I'm speaking to and that interaction may change the course of their lives. So every single conversation, what did I get out of that? What did they get out of that? You know, finding, going through the process allowed me to, to think about those things and to make those sort of top of mind. And so where I landed after much contemplation and, and about a year and a half of work, of work on it uh, was to, and, and I guess I'll go with values first, and just because the process is to establish the values and then pull the purpose from that. Um, and so my, my three values are um, compassion, community, and love. And my stated purpose is to connect communities through building trust. Wonderful. That's beautiful. Thank you. What nice, Matt? What a nice pause. I love that every time I hear it. It's, uh, I remember specifically um, of my in my mind's eye, sitting by uh, the beautiful rivers in the middle of Nova Scotia, thinking about what it was that I was meant to do and meant to be. And uh, working with with Larissa, making sure that I'm very well fed, I might add. Thank you for that, Larissa. Going through this incredible process where you have all of these incredible life events flashing through your eyes and, and, and you're almost thinking about what kind of lies ahead and, and what that beacon is. And that's really what I refer. Uh, you know, we start almost any conversation with a candidate, with an employer, with a prospective client with a prospective partner by introducing ourselves with our values and purpose, because it really does succinctly identify who we are, what our goals are, what speaks to us, and just really leads with our authentic and genuine self, which is incredibly important to us. So my 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 values, which were a, a kind of a co-creation with some amazing, powerful people in my life, were to amplify, to inspire, and to transform. And that's something that I love just doing on a regular basis. And each one of those words has so much impact in my life. And my purpose is really, um, so my, my purpose is to lead courageously toward love. And there's a really interesting, I've given so much thought to this, obviously throughout this process, but love is a word that I, I, I for, you know, close to two decades didn't even really use. I assigned so much power to it. 
and and I have had a really interesting relationship with it. But what the ultimate result has been is that imp- the impact of love and the impact of of being able to uh, be bountiful and generous with that love that you give is one that just uh, you know the, I, I started by saying the universe doth provide, and and I think it's incredibly true. I think what you know the love you put out is is the love you receive. And, and my purpose to me is equal parts kind of leading courageously toward love, but also very much an internal purpose by, you know, I had a, a revelation in speaking to my mentor a few months ago, just saying, I can't live my purpose if I don't fully and truly love myself in the process, because you can't lead somewhere if you don't know where you're going. So, um, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a profound beacon uh that uh you just you you feels like you're in the matrix when you're living it and uh right now is one of those moments wonderful thank you guys for sharing you both started um with your values which i think is amazing that's wonderful and tied those back to purpose can you um share the values of your business yeah (laughs) pause Nobody sound nobody sounded the alarm for that one. Hey, Matt. I know. Um, yeah, of course. And and so it was a, a similar sort of process in terms of establishing what those values were from an organizational standpoint as well. Um, there was <laughs> an embarrassing amount of time that we put into establishing those values, but none of it wasted. Uh, I can guarantee you that. And just to Again, you know, you'll never get the simple answer with us, Larissa. Hey, you can't just be like, hey, what's your values? Here they are. Oh, I know. <laughs> but it, it's also because of the process that we went through with you on establishing those values. And, and it's about giving the, the context and, you know, what is the actual meaning of that word? What do we, what are the beliefs associated and what are the behaviors that we want to embody within those values? And, and so... That's, I think, where a lot of organizations fall short in terms of throwing up a poster on the wall that says, you know, these are our values and, and never really embodying that from a, okay, well, what what is the context for those values? And, you know, what are the beliefs and behaviors associated to that? Like, what am I supposed to do with that word? It could mean anything. And so I think that is where, you know, a lot of uh, the true sort of conscious climate comes from. And so our three values are to amplify community and trust. And I will sort of list the behaviors that we kind of associate to each one of those values as we strive to sort of live by those as an organization. And so uh, when it comes to amplify, you know, our context for that is to embody a climate where potential is realized. It's one of the behaviors associated. Um, lean into values and passion unashamedly um, and fail with courage and unwavering enthusiasm. And so, you know, our context for community as a value is to unite with a shared sense of purpose, learn and explore with compassion and humility and foster authentic and intentional relationships. And finally, with our value of trust, the, the behaviors associated are show up for one another. Leave no doubt of the integrity of your intentions and embrace your journey. 
And just to give a very brief example of, you know, how trust shows up, not just in our behaviors with each other, but it even shows up in our pricing model. A lot of recruiting firms tend to associate their fees to a percentage of a salary. And to us, there was, you know, trust is crucial. It is obviously one of our core values, but just I think it's probably our most important values. And when it comes to leaving no doubt of the integrity of your intentions, if you, if there is a slight chance that something could be perceived or even there may be uh, an, an opportunity for something to be interpreted in a, in a way that we wouldn't want it to be, then we're going to avoid that. And so we went with a flat fee structure because if you were to, let's say you have a very large range for a role, it could be, you know, you could make that higher at 50000 a year or you could make that higher at 80000 a year. And if you associate a percentage to that, let's say it's 15% of that salary is your fee. Um, And you only bring candidates that are interested in an $80,000 a year salary. That may be because they were the best contributors for the role, but it might be because you wanted a bigger payday for that. So, you know, to eliminate any confusion or any, um, you know, uh, when it, it it could cast a little doubt of the integrity of your actions, if that was the case. And so that's why even in our fee structure, we landed on that flat fee model just to leave absolutely no doubt of the integrity of our actions when it comes to bringing candidates forward as shortlisted candidates. Yeah. From an organizational perspective, simply put, we're continually striving to ensure that our all of our processes, both outward and inward, reflect and embody each one of those behaviors. How do you help your staff embody those values or hope that they embody those values? I, I, I love the concept of hoping that they embody the values, just <laughs> put it out in the universe and just fingers crossed, which, uh, which, you know, sometimes happens, but we come back to these a lot for a longer period of time, uh, less so recently, admittedly, but uh, for quite a significant amount of time after these were established, we selected a value and selected a behavior to kind of focus on throughout the week to be able to celebrate on a consistent basis. So for instance, let's say let's say this week, we're going to have a conversation, discuss, and really uh, identify times that this showed up in our day-to-day when it comes to community and learning and exploring with compassion and humility. So that was one way that we went about doing it. Kind of what's taken that place since we, we've stopped kind of formally doing that has been to identify a individual theme for the week, which I mentioned earlier, my theme was purpose this week. But but what's actually happened entirely organically is we, um, on a whim, celebrate when uh, we see one of our colleagues embodying one of those behaviors. So whether it's showing up for one another, whether it's embracing the journey, fostering authentic and intentional relationships. When any of us see that in somebody else, we'll just simply, when we have our daily check-in or when we have our longer check-in on Wednesdays, we'll just celebrate somebody and give them a high five for it. And we'll all celebrate that together. So that's, I don't know, is that is that accurate, Bradley? Yeah, for sure. And it's something that, you know, from a more formal perspective, it's actually... Uh, with the help of Larissa, something that we've sort of started to implement into, I don't want to say performance reviews, because that's not the right word for it, because we really don't don't necessarily believe in performance reviews in that way. But, uh, you know, 
when we are checking in in terms of, you know, how has the last quarter gone? How has the last month gone with staff? We're also not only checking in on some of the sort of goals we would have set for ourselves, but we're also checking in on, on how we've done in, in embodying uh, some of those um, values as well. And so I think integrating things into your policies, procedures, structures, performance reviews, if whatever you want to call them, is a great way to make sure that your staff is is not only is not viewing your 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 internal um, values as just words on a wall or words on a page or words on a screen these days. Mm, yeah, so important to embed it into the culture. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Just gonna um, sort of switch gears just a little bit. I think. Um, I think that purpose and values will still probably guide guide these questions as well. But 2020 has been, to say the least, an interesting and challenging year for all of us globally, locally. Can you tell me about some of the challenges that uh, P4G has gone through in 2020? Mm, that's a long list, Larissa. <laughs> Maybe just highlight one or two. <laughs> Maybe so with those challenges, if you're thinking about it that way, maybe challenges that, you know, have and then what's motivated you to keep going or, you know, have there been things that you've had an opportunity to take advantage of within the business because of 2020 and there's there's been a shift? Well, yeah, I think I would provide an asterisk to anything that's about to be said by saying that we on a regular basis state what I'm about to state, which is we're incredibly blessed to be able to do what we do and to be able to continue to do what we do on a daily basis. So like anybody, there have been struggles over the last six, you know, five, six, eight, 10, 12 months. Uh, a lot of them uh, personal, a lot of them professional. And a as you can kind of comprehend at this point, those are very much aligned with us. So it's not really that easy to separate the personal from the professional in that situation. But I would say uh, to, to, I think you said something in there, which is kind of what motivates you to keep going. And, you know, as you said that, I recognize that there was never a thought to that throughout these last eight, 10, 12 months. It was never a question of how to keep going, how to, you know, do we keep going? How do we keep going? It was really a matter of, I guess, you know, simply put, we have some amazing clients and have continued to pick up more amazing clients that have done some incredible work, both from a recruiting perspective and a little bit outside the box perspective with, with uh, some of our projects we've done with the Nova Scotia Career Development Association has been incredible to be able to provide support value and growth opportunities for us as well as, as individuals, as professionals. And that's been an incredible kind of opportunity that made itself available because we're able to kind of have that authentic and intentional relationship with our clients and, and be able to, to speak to, okay, how can we react to this uh, situation? How can we react to COVID? We're imagining that, you know, in March, we're having conversations that people are likely going to be slowing down on their hiring a little bit. That for the most part has been true. But ultimately, I, I think that what uh, you know, I spoke to some of the personal challenges as well, and, and and I don't think that can be understated. There's a huge amount of mental angst, to say the least, personally, uh, within our families, within our broader communities. Uh, we've had some uh, very tough situations, including the loss of life and in our, you know, direct kind of orbits. And, and it's been incredibly challenging. But, you know, you keep coming back to this core group, this core team that is incredibly supportive 
And that team includes our client base as well. And I think it just comes back to those strong foundational relationships that we have built with everybody in our surroundings um, that are built on authentic and genuine uh, relationships. There's no presuppositions. There's no pretending something or something we're not so that we're, it, it, you never feel like you're alone in that situation. That's something we're incredibly humbled by. Yeah, I, I would certainly echo the, you know, we, we've been, as a business, we've been quite privileged um, in terms of we, we uh, have kept the lights on, we have kept all of our staff, we, we're okay, we're, we're, we're um, better than okay, we're growing at this point in, in, um, in what we've been going through in 2020. I guess, you know, what I would add we're fatigued. We're just, we're, we're, we're really, nothing slowed down when the pandemic happened. And I don't mean that from a business sense. Obviously there were a lot of projects that we were about to start that didn't happen. And, and, but it somehow got busier um, with the pandemic on top of the pandemic in terms of the crisis on top of the pandemic in terms of Black Lives Matter and just it's been go, 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 go um, in terms of our volunteer work that we do on the side and things that we're involved in. The wheels didn't stop turning and the world didn't stop turning. And so we had to very early on, we started to remind ourselves, you know, we're, we're at home during a pandemic trying to work. We're not working from home. And that was something I think was was a highlight very early on, but all of a sudden became lost in in the, oh, we need to work on this. We need to work on that. And it was just kind of something that became an afterthought at some point. And I think at this point, we're tired, man. We're, we're just, we're really fatigued. But I will say this, and I guarantee that Matt will echo um, this statement. We would not be where we are without personal and organizational purpose and values to to guide us through this. Uh, I don't know where I would be um, if I didn't have those two things. And so, Larissa, you said it might come back to purpose and values and you might weave this through. But um, I would say without it, I, I would we would I and we would be absolutely lost. You know, it's it's like, OK, well, why are we doing this? Why are we? You know, it's because it's it's our purpose to. You know, so that that's that's different than I do this because I want to make a little money or even have a little bit of impact. This is my purpose. Like this is what I was born to do. This is what I believe in. This is you know everything. So that's that sort of work life integration. And I don't mean that in a harmful, unhealthy way. In terms of I never turn off work and I'm always working. I mean it in I don't have to turn off some version of myself when I sort of am doing work, it's always me and it's, it's work and life are integrated. They're not these separate things that, that are different from each other, um, where I have to bring some different version of myself, this professional me and this casual me. Um, so, you know, without that purpose and without that work-life integration, there's just not, I don't know, I don't know where, <laughs> I don't know where things are right now if without that. So, that's what I would add to that. Thank you. That's so powerful. Thank you. So you're talking about fit direction, but how do you feed yourself um, to um, to continue each day, even though you are fatigued? 
Well, I tell my business coach that I'm only working three day weeks, and then she asked me to do a podcast on uh, one of the days that I'm <laughs> off. So obviously not that way. Um, um, just to jump in there, I think that for me, it's a the recipe is very very simple. My family nourishes and drains me, sometimes equal parts, but most of the time it's a net positive. The kids just provide this beacon of inspiration and perspective that is just unparalleled. So family time, oftentimes family time in nature, that's my happy place, walking to the brook in the backyard, playing in the adventure playground, just being outside is incredibly important to me and meditation. Meditation is something that I've been been able to stick to for the last year or so and has been it's hard to explain the impact that it's had on my life because previously I mean, you know, Larissa, you and I have had conversations where probably about a year ago or so I was just I was swearing off podcasts altogether because I was at a content overload. My my head was constantly spinning, was constantly thinking and I was just exhausted. And then through conversation with some trusted advisors and mentors, reading uh, The Power of Now, which has come up a lot this week, and meditation has just truly provided me with this sense of grounding. And all of those things together, that entire recipe is really what provides me the nourishment that I feel like I need to kind of be my best self. And it's a constant, uh, I'm not going to say struggle, but it's a constant, it's a practice because it's easy to start drifting away from one of those things or a couple of those things and, and really find it, finding your way back is what, uh, is what provides you with the nourishment. Thanks, Matt. What advice would the two of you give to others from the things that you've learned this year? So to other founders, business owners, even uh, people just within, not just, but other team members or contributors, what advice would you give to them um, on you know this overload, this fatigue, any of these challenges, you know, that we're seeing show up so much more since COVID or at least be brought to light. You know, I would have to say everything that it still sort of comes back to purpose. And, and I think there's, there's things that sort of drain our energy and there's things that really provide energy. And so even though, you know, things are busy and there's lots going on and there is that uh, level of fatigue, um, I think there's also, you know, you, you gain so much energy from the impact and from the work that you're doing. So when it's purposeful, oftentimes it'll provide more energy than it will, it will drain. And so I've seen this. It isn't just sort of advice. It's, you know, we've seen a a great forced pause. Um, In talking to candidates, there's been so many candidates that have been like, what am I doing? Why am I breaking my back? And, you know, it's given us perspective on what's important to us as human beings. And so time and time again, I'm having a conversation with a candidate and they're saying, why am I in this role? Or, you know, I, I had this I had this reflection and and that's why sharing our purpose and values has been so impactful in the conversations that we're having because people are in that same headspace finally. They've slowed down, especially, you know, we did a search in, in Toronto and um, a lot of the candidates were from a- across the country and it was in big, big markets and big cities and hustle and bustle and fast pace and they're stuck at home and they're starting to think about what am I doing? What, why, why is this something I want to do? And so there's a lot of reflective energy right now in terms of I'm, I'm really reflecting on how I want to live my life. And, and so finding that purpose, I think, can be something that is, is so energizing on a daily basis. And 
yeah, so I, I would, you know, certainly that's a starting place. And then, you know, to just a more practical sense of, um, it's not all work. I mean, I took two and a half weeks and went to Cape Breton. And I think this province has really been something, you know, to add on to some of the stuff that Matt was talking about in terms of, you know, family energizing and, and all of those things. But this, this province has really given me so much. Um, I'm so, we're all so fortunate and so privileged to live in such a beautiful province where we can explore and we, we had the freedom to move around and to interact and to have social engagements and to, I, I just, I really discovered Cape Breton uh, during the pandemic and, and it is, it has so much to give that place just keeps on giving. And so I would say, you know, go experience some of that, go experience what, you know, this province has to offer and live in the now and, and be present and awesome things will, will come of that. Thanks, Bradley. I have uh, one last question for both of you, Matt, you started by uh, quoting, um, you can't lead somewhere when you don't know where you're going. And that just leads me to this journey that we're all on um, with business how do both of you want that journey that you're on to feel? Mm. Yeah, I got to sit in that one for a second. <laughs> That's okay. Just, just, just let that wash over you for a second. <laughs> mm. I love that, first of all, let me just compliment the question. How do you want that journey to feel and not... Uh, like that in itself is uh, expressing the impact and the importance of the journey rather than the destination. So first of all, thank you for that incredible question, Larissa. How do we want that journey to feel? I think it's hard to start a conversation with purpose and values in mind and not continually come back to it. You know, I, I, I think you know, the word aligned, the word nourished, nourishing, the word impactful, uh, challenging. I don't know that I can narrow that down to one word other than maybe fulfilling, uh, but fulfilling kind of being a bit of a cop-out in that situation because it's kind of a catch-all. But um, I'm going to stop thinking aloud here and I'm going to let Bradley <laughs> eloquently put together what he wants to say. Oh, I have no, no... No concise, no eloquent answers for this one. I, I, I don't know. I think, I think um, it's, it's really, I think it's going to be changing. You know, you asked me that question in a, a year from now and it may change. And I think that's the, the beauty of it is kind of it, it'll, it'll ever evolve and grow. But uh, I guess, you know, I, I'm almost laughing saying this, but purposeful. But what is the context for that? You know, we we are saying purposeful, but what does that mean? Um, and how does that actually feel on a day to day basis? It's such a great question. Um, you know, it feels easy. It feels like you're swimming downriver. You know, you're not swimming against the current. It just feels right. It feels easy. It feels um, in flow, as Matt always says, you know, the, the guru in Matt. Um, it's just, you know, it, it feels fulfilling. It feels energizing. It feels purposeful. It feels, um, right. Um, it feels 
warm you know I, I, there's i, I <laughs> to put that in a single word larissa are you trying to break us yeah i think she's yeah, trying to break our short, brains right now <laughs> short circuiting here um i would i would almost first of all i would almost want to want to deflect that question back to larissa but i want to do that with a slight um uh a, a bit of a cop-out answer but i think an answer that summarizes kind of what we're trying to say which is if you're on a journey and you're guided by your purpose and your values, then it's going to feel the way that it's going to feel. And that's the way it's supposed to feel. So that's kind of, that's the, that's the way, that's the most concise way that I can put it. Yeah. I guess, you know, if you're experiencing hard times, then it's, it's nurturing. If you're in uh, experiencing great times, then it's celebratory. It's, it's kind of, it's fluid in that way, I guess. It, it, does that make any sense? And does that like align with what you just said, Matt? Because I think that's what you're trying to say. It made sense to me. No, it made total sense to me. So that is that is great. And I wasn't trying to break your brains just in case you were wondering. <laughs> but I do want to really say... <laughs> Thank you guys so very much for for spending this time with me today. As always, I love speaking with both of you. And um, thanks so much for just sharing um, and just letting everybody learn a little bit more about, you know, your commitment to community and um, to really creating that sense of belonging, um, not just within your own organization, but within other organizations as well. Thank, thank you so much, Larissa. I know that everything you just said is reciprocated and then some. I'll tell you, when we're talking about sort of fatigue and how do you get through, this is how we get through in conversations with you, Larissa. So this is so energizing for me to just sit here and chat with people I love and reflect and, and be purposeful. And, and this is so energizing. So this is going to get me through the rest of the week. And, and um, uh, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you to Larissa. Thank you to Imaginal. And thank you to Podstarter. Thank you, guys. If you'd like to learn more, please follow us on Facebook at Imaginal Ventures or visit our website at imaginalventures.com.